Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Happy Monday to you. What day are we on anyway? Well, we're certainly on the day whenever President Donald Trump has arrived in New York. <clears throat> Excuse me. Been watching this live. I'm sure you have as well. Uh, for his uh, pending arraignment, this is April 3rd, 2023. 4-3-2-3. Very sad day for America. I think tomorrow will be for sure. But I don't know about you. I just have this not in my stomach, even being a woman of faith. Welcome back to Life, Love, and Liberty uh, with Monica Matthews. I trust you've had a great weekend. I did as well. Took some time to be with just my sweet, innocent uh, grand angel, and I highly recommend spending time around children as often as possible. They have so much to teach us. Whenever Christ tells us we will in no wise enter therein into the kingdom unless you enter in as the child, he means it. Right, whenever you observe little people for any length of time, you understand what he meant. What he meant by that, and that still stands for today. You know, the littlest of people—they're innocent. They—they they have needs. They trust. They're also petulant at times, but but they but there's this inherent trust that when when they come screaming to you or wrap themselves around your legs or they have a boo boo or something scares them that that the, you are going to be there to comfort them how funny is it that as adults we don't believe the scriptures that tell us that that he pities us as a father pities or a mother pities her child we see pity as weak we see pity as pathetic right but to pity is to comfort it's to console and we have so much to grieve in this day and age. And, and I've certainly been through a massive grieving process in the past five weeks of my life. And really my entire life has been like one giant grief process, to be honest with you. And I don't say that as some big kumbaya, whoa, woe is me, pity party, everybody get out the champagne and your best looking party hat. Uh, I, I say that honestly. My story involves an enormous amount of grief and loss more than some people, thankfully, will ever go through and endure in a lifetime. And that requires a level of comfort and consolation and pity from my Heavenly Father and His Son, his, the Word, and His Holy Spirit in order to overcome and even want to get out of bed the next day some days. And some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because you've hit those lows. You've hit those bottom. Life has hit you hard. It's hit you square between the eyes. Some of you, as soon as you popped out of the womb, that this has been your reality. And life has not been kind to you. It's not been gentle. It's not been forgiving. Life has been one performance after another. It's been one acquisition after another. One competition after another. One loss. One false accusation. You've just gotten your butts kicked from the time you got here, or maybe from the time you were a teenager to into adulthood. And you carry that stuff, and you carry that stuff, and you carry that stuff. And Christ says, unless you come to me as a child, you will in no wise enter therein. 
you won't even see the kingdom, much less hear. And so many people are so busy with, well, I have a relationship with God. Do you? What about his word? What about his rod and his staff? Do they comfort you? Does he lead you beside still waters? And does he, lie, does he help you lie down in green pastures? Does he prepare a table for you before your enemies, in the presence of your enemies, so that you can all actually sup from the same table? I mean, for God's sakes, he sat down with his own enemy, washed his feet, called him friend 30 minutes before he looked at him and said, go and do what it is you have to do. He knew. Can we really love people on that level? We certainly love our dogs on that level. We live in pet mania. We, we live in pets or people too. No, they're not. They're pets. And yes, they are like our family members for sure. I'll give you that before you get your sacred cows all upset. I'll, I'll give you that. They are. And for some of you who have service dogs, they are absolutely like people and, and family members. And, and we should steward over everything, every living thing that we, and, and, and even the um, animate and inanimate objects, right? Anything that we've been blessed with to steward, we are to steward them as unto the Lord. But your animals should never come before your spouses. I just ministered to someone just yes, just recently, actually, not yesterday, recently around the order in her own house. With livestock and animals and duties and, you know, and she's like, I don't really know where I fit on the priority totem pole, which is a lot of marriages can say that. Or husbands feel that way about their wives. Some of you women are so engrossed in your meetings and committees and Bible studies and all these things that sound super awesome, clutch or pearl holy, Right. But at the end of the day, where's your husband? Where are his needs and all of that? We're so busy. Who's consoling your husband? Who's consoling your wife? Who's consoling your enemies? You do realize that you are likely someone's enemy. You're likely on someone's enemy or frenemy list. Don't you hope that like little children, they're praying for you? Don't you hope that they're blessing you privately because that's what we're called to do as, quote, Christians? Isn't that what you hope for them? Right? Because that's childlikeness. Ch- children forgive quickly, Right? Like you take the Tonka truck and it's like, give me that. That's mine. You know, they may fight you, bite you for it, whatever, kick you in the shin, you know, throw you to the ground. Who knows? Wrestle you for a little bit. But, but ultimately they kiss, make up, keep right on rolling, honey. They don't miss a beat. Got another toy. It's like 51st States. Hi, I'm Tom. That's little kids, right? They just forget. It's just gone until they hit a certain age. 
the age of reason. And then they're like, yeah, up yours. I mean, they're like adults. They're like little New Yorkers, no offense. But going back to, to the consolation, children need constant consolation. We do too. Don't let anybody fool you. Don't let the devil, don't let your adulthood and your adulting classes and all of your coaches telling you to get over it and all of your training and all of, you know, all of that mess. You suck it up, buttercup. None of that. No, no, and no, and no. And how about hell to the no? No, say no to hell because that messaging comes from hell for both men and women. Unless you come like a child, you will in no wise enter therein. That is powerful. And if you got to bring all of your offenses and all of your boo-boos and all of your hurt feelings and all of the grievances and all of the, 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 he says, cast your cares upon me for I care for you. Cast your addictions. Your emotions, your attitudes, your hurt feelings, all the wounds, all the bags of crap that you carry around from you, with you from one relationship to the next, from one job to the next, from one church to the next, all of those baits of Satan offenses, right? That's a great book. Got to get it. John Bevere. Fantastic. The bait of Satan. Holy wow. Blow your socks off. And you'll probably see yourself on more pages than not. Believe me. It's a fantastic read. I know I did. I was like, oof. Yikes, gosh, no wonder I keep having the same results. You know, and I read that book 13 years ago and it convicted me. And now I'm like, all right, cool. Now I see it. I don't want the same results. Let me do something different. Come as little children and let me console you. Well, today, Father, I need consoling. While while some in the country are depraved enough to be celebrating the arrest, the indictment, of a president of the United States of America. They're that mentally, spiritually, emotionally deprived and depraved on every reprobation level you can think of. Um, There are many of us who are grieving and not, and I know some of you who are not fans of Donald Trump who will never vote for him again. You're grieving too because you understand the implications thereof. And I'm just here to to tell you guys tonight that there's no amount of Twitter bitching, complaining, moaning, groaning, cussing, pointing fingers. I've never seen so much abomination on Twitter ever. And I've been there in the ecosystem for a very long time. I have 158,100 followers. So all organic, not paid for a single one of them. I'm sure some of them are boss. Who knows? Whatever. I'm shadow banned. It doesn't really matter. But my point is, I've never seen anything like it. It's gross. It is disgusting. It is a sewer. I see women use language I would not, and I have used, but look at it and go, oh, wow. Somebody put the burning coal to my lips. Uh, Someone get me a bar of soap because that's not the way. I see some of you professionals whom I've respected greatly, who I would trust with my legal cases or my medical cases. And and I look at you now and I'm like, wow, what? Some people are excited because at least you're alive now and you're awake and you're attuned to what's happening and now you're actually on fire instead of being, you know, latent or cold or flaccid, whatever, whatever adjective you want to use, you know, to, to really, to, to point toward how we got here. But, but please, I implore you, if you are a professional, please get yourself together. Please find the intersectionality between your IQ and your EQ to inform your personality. Please do that because the country needs sane people right now. We have enough children running around who have never been consoled. 
by their Heavenly Father. So they looked to Twitter, they looked to followers, they looked to likes, and they looked to retweets, and they looked to sex, and they looked to drugs, and they looked to pills, they looked to exercise, they looked to people, and attention, and affirmations, and all this crap to console. And it will never console you like our Heavenly Father can and wants to. And unless we come like little children, we will not enter therein in any wise. We won't even see it. You won't hear from God. You won't see him in things. You will be completely ensnared and captured by an enemy who legitimately hates you for being sealed in your spirit with the blood of Christ and will do anything to keep your mind, your will, and emotions entangled with his mind, his will, and his emotions for his outcome in your life. So as President Trump prepares for his arraignment, I was legitimately nauseated watching him fly off to New York. My stomach was, I was, I'm grieved. I'm not going to lie. I'm grieved for the state of our, for our country. And we should grieve with those who mourn, mourn with those who mourn, celebrate with those who celebrate. I'm not celebrating this depravity in this country. And there are people who are so beguiled, they really do believe. A friend of mine on Twitter, Mark Naughton, if you're not following Mark, you should follow Mark. Mark is an individual. He's a, he's a citizen journalist. He's on the ground in New York City right now, but but Mark's former law enforcement and and Mark, you know, he he captured it. He he captured just just kind of the 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 spirit of of what's going on in New York and just just the depravity of people celebrating and the level of ignorance. And not only Mark, but uh, Brandon Strzok. Some of you call him Brandon Straka. Uh, Brandon had an FAFO, you know, freak around and. Find out there, you know what it is. Uh, it, it moment it, it Mar a Lago just a, a, a Mar a Largo just a few nights ago, and um, and and had this attorney, attorney, an otherwise professional woman who's completely suffering with TDS, with a sign. And matter of fact, that's on my Twitter feed as well. Um, but did brilliant job of of really drawing this woman out who initially was like, oh, I can't show you my face because I'm a professional, I'm an attorney. And I have to remain unbiased, even though I'm here with a giant F you to Trump sign, right? She was convinced that he has broken so many different laws that he should be held accountable for. And when Brandon asked her to name a couple <laughs> and then dug into a few of those, she was at a loss. Somehow, President Trump is guilty with making a deal with the AG of Georgia regarding the elections of 2020. Let me tell you something, Pookie. I live in Georgia. And trust me when I tell you Chris Carr in no way, shape, or form was assisting President Trump in any way, shape, or form or the American people whenever it came to the elections of 2020. So, wrong, wherever your information came from is completely disinformation, fake news, fraudulent news, not real. But there are tens of millions of people who believe exactly like she does that he is a criminal. You know why? Because they've been lied to. And they're so married to their suppositions and to the disinformation they received 
that they would hang an innocent man and celebrate it. And they would go to their graves. They would go to their graves believing they did the right thing. That's why I'm telling you we are a depraved and reprobate nation. That is the spiritual condition of this nation as as a whole. Now, that is not to say that our father does not have his children spread out across the globe because I believe that is the only reason this country still stands on on even toothpicks is because of the remnant and in his faithfulness to his name. His faithfulness to his covenant and his promises and his faithfulness to those who have received and said amen to his covenant and his promises, who are in pursuit of a relationship, a childlike, not childish, a childlike relationship with their heavenly father. And he will honor that. If there were 10 that could have been found in Sodom and Gomorrah, he would have saved Sodom and Gomorrah. There are more than 10 of us in this country. There are more than 10 of us. So I believe the only reason we still stand when we have children, girls with stitches, talk about a complete affront. I can't imagine what some of you women feel like who had to have your breasts removed because they were trying to kill you uh, and who have stitches across your breasts and you could not get uh, breast implants for whatever reason. You, you were not a candidate for that after having breast uh, reduction and, 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 um, uh, mastectomies because of breast cancer. How do you feel seeing these children, these girls, children, 13 years old, 14 years old, their breasts completely removed and stitches going across their chest and they're being celebrated. It's fantastic. Kamala Harris says, congratulations. Welcome to your transgenderism. Does that not grieve you? Is that not worth mourning the loss of our sanity as a nation? Yeah, we should be mourning over that. And we should be grateful that our father has not just, you know, licked his finger and put out the the match light of, of this nation because that's really the flicker of light we have left in this country. It's like a matchstick. But praise be to Father that we do have his holy oil and his Holy Spirit and we can call upon him as little children who need consolation. So here is my admonition and my my encouragement, my edification to you this evening on the eve of, of the arraignment of the president of the United States of America, a former president, and what by most accounts, most people who actually believe two plus two is four can look at who should be our rightful president now rightfully elected, duly elected president now, right? As of 2020, you you can look at him going through this arraignment and know that America has completely lost her way. Like if you thought you were going to find safety in any of the pillars of the institutions of this country, I hope you know that that now outside of our father's favor, you can forget it. There are a few AGs left across this country who see what an abomination this is of justice and they are standing against it. And you know what? Good on you guys. And you should be highlighted and celebrated. But for the most part, the nation has justice. She, her robe is stripped off. She's standing there. She's been gang raped and she's not only blind, but her eyes have been plucked out. She's not wearing a blindfold. 
Matter of fact, her eyes have been plucked out and the eyes of the demonics have been inserted and all she sees is offense. All she sees are lies. All she speaks are lies and false accusations. For those who cannot see truth, who are aligned with accusation, false accusations, that is the kingdom you are serving. And so our prayer has to be in gentleness and meekness that Father, that Father will grant people place for repentance. What is that, Second Timothy? Father. The servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle, right? And, and, and meek in teaching, willing and apt to teach, right? To, to teach with all diligence and patience and, and kindness. Yes, absolutely. And dare I say passion. There were moments when Christ himself were like, God, how much longer am I going to have to put up with you guys? Seriously? How many other things do you have to see me do before you understand that you hold the same power that I hold the power because of who I am? How much longer, how faithless, how much longer will I have to deal with you faithless people? He said those words. I'm sure in a spirit of gentleness and meekness where he's like, hey, I am meekness, so listen up. I am gentleness, so listen up. And here's how you know I'm being gentle because I didn't just zap all of you out of the boat and you just disappeared into nothingness. That's how you know I'm being gentle. You want to see me get really passionate and upset about something? Send me over to the money changers in the temple where they've turned my father's house of prayer into a temple of, you know, hoodoo voodoo. Of exchanges and sales. A merchant. A Turkish bazaar. Right? That angered him. Turned the tables over, whipped people right there at the tables. Hallelujah. Let it rain, Father, with people who are molesting children and getting away with it. Murderers in their hearts with the tongue. And and yeah, I mean, that's, hello. People putting weights around people's necks about what they're owed. And white people are stupid and bad. And, you know, people just dragging otherwise, you know, low information or or easily offended population uh, of people who have just been led around by disinformation campaigns by a particular party for generations who still don't know they're being deceived. That is enough to anger our father. How do I know that's true? Because he hates oppression. How do I know that's true? Because he gave his only son to set the captives free. So I want to encourage you this evening. If you're as grieved and as fed up as I am, and just sad, there's a lot to be sad about, to be honest with you. We should. We should absolutely be rending our clothes and and mourning over what's happening, what's happening and what has happened to our nation. Because... Not because we're the greatest nation on earth, but because we've offended the author and the creator of our liberty. That's what we should be mourning over. Our own backslidden, reprobate position. And that we allowed it to get to this place. To be quite honest with you, we did not steward this nation as we were admonished and commanded to steward according to 
the word of our living Father. And that is something that we should all be grieved about. I didn't write it, but I believe it. It's right there in his word. Look it up. Put a stop to your celebrating. It's time to mourn and repent. Confess and repent. And he will, in petition and pray, like children, Father, please heal our hearts. If there's any wicked way in me, please search me. Search my reins is what King David said. If there be any wicked thing way within me, please remove it. Please create in me a clean heart. And I'll tell you what, you pray that prayer, he will, and it does not feel good. The purging and the cleansing that will ensue does not feel good. But you know that at the end of a holy purge and a holy cleanse, and you go through that holy fire, you will come out the other side a heck of a lot better than you went in. You will come out a clearer reflection of his son than when you went in. And this country, even with just a minuscule few of us who are willing to do it and seek his face, he will bring us out the other side. And then what are we going to do with it? Are we going to steward the promises that he gives us? Are we going to steward them in honesty and complete dedication and commitment to the truth, the unadulterated truth of the written word? Are we willing to do that? Are we willing to lose our reputations? Quote friends, quote family. Remember, Jesus said, uh, those who do the will of my father are my mother and my brothers. That was kind of harsh, right? That was about Mary and his brothers coming to visit him because they were like, man, I think they started to doubt the sanity of him. Right, because they, imagine being his relatives during that time. People are like, dude, your your brother, he's got issues, man. Like he he's out here telling people he's God. What the heck, Mary? What what have you birthed? What's going on? And and the scriptures are very clear about she too started to question, and he knew that he knew what was in her heart. And please don't get offended if you're Catholic. It doesn't mean that Mary's like you know not the Holy Mother. It just means that Mary was human. So there, and she was allowed to be human. And she's still blessed and always will be. She carried our Savior in her womb. She will always be the blessed Virgin Mary. But she was human. Don't get it twisted. So, and he was not confused about that. And he said, those who do the will of my father are my mother and my brothers. And dare I say, sisters. Be ye not hearers only of the word and deceive yourselves. Be ye doers, right? And he's calling us to a personal standard, personal, personal standard. And he will honor his word in our lives. And we will right the ship of politics being downhill, of culture. And that can happen. I know the WEF and the WHO and the hoo-hoos and the ha-has and the ho-hos and all the ding-dongs and all the twinkies. They all believe that, you know, they're going to have the final say. And it sure does look that way, doesn't it? It looks like it's kind of scales are tipping and favorable in, in their, in, in the way that it's written, Monica. Well, I know what's written. I got two eyeballs. I can read. I don't have 20-20 vision, but I can read. And I can also discern the times. And so can you. And while he may be closer, and I believe that he is, to returning for his church, we, he is not finished with us yet. 
And some of y'all just going to sit there and die right there in your Jesus recliners, eating your Cheetos and drinking a Budweiser with Dylan on it. Some dude who thinks he's a chick and you're going to die right there in that recliner, praising the Lord, waiting for his return. Right. While the rest of us are out here doing your heavy lift. So I want to call you to get out of your Jesus recliners and out of apathy and out of being angry about everything and offended about everything. Get back to your childlike nature with regard to father and hoping and dreaming and believing in love, believing in reconciliation, believing in hope. He is the God of hope. He is the author of our hope. He is the establisher of our hope and our freedom. Get back to that. You don't have time to hate on people who are confused about everything. You don't have time to hate on Trump haters. You just don't. We need you. We need you. So we need you to get back to the childlikeness. It's scary. It is not easy, especially for men. I just had a 16,000-hour conversation with a dear friend of mine about this regarding men in general, who is a man, um, just how, you know, it is unnatural for you all to, to submit in childlikeness to anything. And especially some, someone you can't see by faith. I mean, that is counterintuitive to your fallen nature on every level. It's not exactly easy for women either, believe me, but it's easier for women because we believe in butterflies and rainbows and bubbles and we make things beautiful and pretty, right? And for those of us who have experienced a lot of loss and heartache, it becomes exponentially harder. It just does. We can relate more to men in in that area than we do women. And that, and I tweeted about that last night too, you know, consider your own heart and where you are with that. If you're a female, watch your language, watch your, have you just completely, have you been so wounded by relationships that just went sour, you know, divorces and crazy exes and all this, that, that you don't, you have no desire or even dream or hope of having a godly relationship. It's easy to fall into that. Is anyone consoling you? Is your husband, if you're single, do you have anyone who's consoling you? Do, do you go to Father and Son and Holy Spirit for consolation? Do you crawl up in his lap like a little girl and just hide under his feathers in Psalm 91? Do you do that? Do you actively participate in the consolation process like a child? Many of you don't, and I know you don't because I see your language online. And I've, I've been there. I struggle with it too, so I'm not, I'm not judging or condemning you. I'm saying there's a better way. And I'm personally being called to that place. I'm being called to that place. And and the next man who is it finds a wife and finds a good thing is going to have to find me in the lap of my father. And if you don't find me, it's because you're not looking in the right place. And if you're not looking for my father, you're not going to find me. That is a commitment that I hope all of you as women will make to yourself and to the Godhead. You know why? Because you deserve it. And the world needs you. The world needs you to show up whole. And the world needs your childlike eyes, your vision, your hope, your joy, 
restoration. He wants, this is, this is resurrection season. A lot of things are dying. A lot of things in my life have died recently and I'm burying them and I'm letting father scorch the earth. And I'm excited about resurrection season. I have people, people have said they admire me after all these years of being a widow and going through horrible relationships um, and still, you know, having this, this childlike hope. And I do, and I'm so grateful because it's not me necessarily. It's me having to crawl up in his lap at the, at the termination of, of every hopeful moment of my life, of every death of a hope of promise or whatever. And, and I get up into his lap and I'm like, you're going to have to console me because I'm not going to make it if you don't. And if I do, I'm going to be one of these bitter, fractured cat ranchers <laughs> that I'm committed not to be. Amen. So ladies, get the bar of soap, do whatever it takes, but run to your daddy, get in his lap, get yourself together, quit finding consolation in these men who are no more equipped other than to bed you down because that's one way that men do console women. And I've talked about this in previous shows and I always go back to under the Tuscan sun uh, because it is one of my favorite scenes because it's just so it is worldly. It is fleshly, but it's so primal. It's just so fallen man nature. I think, I don't know, but I don't necessarily see it as a, as a demonic thing, unless this person's not your wife, then you've got issues. But I do, but in this scene, he's this, she's not his wife and she's crying and she's frantic and hysteric. And he's like, Oh my gosh, if you don't stop, I'm going to be forced to make love to you. And I've never cheated on my wife. Right. I've never been unfaithful to my wife, but, but I want to console you because it's just primal for me. Right. And so I think men do communicate that way and they, they show themselves to be vulnerable in that way. I do agree with that. Um, and that's how they're not all men are just total scumbags whenever it comes to sexing and running, right? But but it's a poor substitute. It is a very poor, lacking substitute when you're not married. And that's the road you go down to find consolation. If you're married, crawl up in that bed, honey, and find you some consolation because your marriages would be a lot better off for it. Trust me. I would get a lot less emails and phone calls from those of you who are just completely frustrated with your fat husbands who won't get off the couch and do anything, who can't perform anyway, no matter how many pills they're popping. And, uh, you know, and you who have, you know, you've just lost all interest and you feel undesirable and, you know, all, you know, you know what your marital problems are. Right. I think if more people would be getting busy, I'm I'm down with Apostle Paul on that. You married folks, y'all have y'all should be consoling like nobody's upset. Get off Twitter, get in the bedroom, get get your groove on, right? I'm just telling you, Father's all about it. He's all about unionizing <laughs> and, and becoming one, right? There's a lot of healing that goes into that. I'm just telling you. There is. Like take out your aggression. <laughs> Not like that, but whatever. You know what I'm saying. But all your frustration about what's going on in the country, this is the perfect time for you guys to be making love through the whole thing. But for us single people, you know, it's time for us to be consoled by our Father, by our Father, not the things that distract us and ultimately destroy us. So, ladies, be the Proverbs 31 woman in the making. Get out there, get busy, get after it, be about our daddy's business. And trust me, when that man who has been up under our father sees you, he will recognize you as the gift you are. You won't have to beg, borrow, steal, compromise, nothing. He will see you and you will be blessed for it. And you know what that means? Our country 
will be blessed for it. And we will finally have the nation that we say we want and we deserve. Amen. I know your portfolios are sucking wind, so make sure you go over to monicaprotectswithgold.com. Monicaprotectswithgold.com. Move over whatever is left of your 401ks and your savings and your Roth IRAs. Monicaprotectswithgold.com. Be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one. Thank you.